Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to the International Sportsman's Expo and Sportsman of Colorado Radio. My name is Scott Watley here with Kevin Flesh and a host of a few other thousand friends. Yeah. So we are glad you are with us. Once again, we are coming to you live from the Colorado Convention Center with our show today. Hope you'll come down and see us. We are here till 7 o'clock tonight. And then tomorrow is the final day from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So get down here and see us. A lot going on. Hunting, fishing, camping, just about anything to do with the outdoors, you can find it here at the ISE Show. So, Kevin, another year here, man. That's right. It seems like it was just yesterday. I know. <laughs> Every year it seems like a shorter period of time between these shows. Exactly. It is. Well, we're going to kick it off real quick with our good friend Chad Lachance, fishful thinker. Most of you know Chad. If you're into the angling world at all, um, he is the man. and going to be doing some seminars. So, Chad, how are you, bud? Well, I'm getting a little nervous, to be honest with you, and it's not about the seminars. I can do those in my sleep, but I got a casting contest here at 2.30, and I got a cast against Jimmy Houston and uh, some Major League Fishing pros and some others, so got my work cut out for me, and, and as a guy that's always preached casting accuracy and line control, I better look okay up there. No doubt. <laughs> that guy, how, how old is he? I, I hesitate to say, but I know he's over 70, yeah. and after watching him cast, he um, it's astounding. Uh, he, the guy's still got it. He's still a crowd favorite, and uh, he's for sure a legend in the sport, and uh, I'm honored to even get to fish against or cast against him at all. It'd be it'd be okay to get my butt whooped by Jimmy Houston. Right. <laughs> now, you guys did something a little bit different this year. You did kind of an expert corner a little bit where you've really got to talk to some people. What are most people just trying to find out from you? You know what I find? I get the most basic questions. The more advanced and the more technical I get, the farther I get away from people. Right. When I keep it simple and keep it about catching fish, is in the, at the fundamental level, I do best. But, you know, the expert's corner is cool because it's there for nothing but answering people's questions. So I might have an idea of what I want to talk about, but really what I want is people to come up and ask us questions. So uh, it's a constant flow of them. Uh, Dan Swanson was up there in the expert corner earlier uh, doing the sonar GPS stuff. He gets bombed with questions so it's a it's a good format for people it's very informal and uh, i enjoy it sure it's uh I, I stopped by just for a few minutes yesterday and watched dan with the uh with the sonar and the gps i mean it's something that if people have units they're obviously not using all the things that they can use on those units and so it's a great thing to have them do yeah. what are if people are here at the show and want to come over this afternoon and see what you guys are up to what are you guys talking about uh what? in sort of the planned uh, aspect of the uh, show. Yeah, so I'll be on the 5,000-gallon aquarium demo tank over here at 5.30 this afternoon. And, and back to the fundamentals we just talked about, I'm going to talk about our process for how we choose a lure on any given day. So it's multi-species. It's not about a trout or a bass. Right. It's about I show up at the lake. Here's the conditions I have. What is my thought process to choose the appropriate lure for that day? Uh, I'll always pull the audience to get an idea the, of what their what their preferences are and right. what their experience level is, and then I'll tailor it to that. But uh, you got a whole tank full of fish to play with it's the ultimate visual aid uh, those are 45 minute long presentations give or take and i'll be on the demo tank at 5 30 today doing awesome that. awesome and then you're around today as well doing the casting contest 
I'm wearing the clown suit, so I'm easy to find, guys. I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a white bass fishing jersey. Uh, I joke about it all the time, but bass guys figured out how to make a living with sponsors before the rest of the fishing industry did, and that's right. why I do it. But I'm walking around here. got a couple guys walking around with me. We're pretty easy to spot. Cool. And I encourage people to grab me. i got a pocket full of official Thinker stickers, and I'm glad to hand them out. Awesome. Cool. Well, Chad, man, thank you. And we're going to try to do some more things here in 2020 with you as well. We'd love to do it. Yeah. I always appreciate the opportunity. All right. You can follow Chad as well on the Fishful Thinker on his Facebook page. But come down here to the ISC, get a program. It has all the different seminars, dates, times, all the different things there. And uh, come down and meet them. Great, great guy. Thank you, bud. Thank you so much. Thank we you. appreciate it. Once again, if you're just getting in the car, turn on the radio. We're coming to you live from the 44th Annual International Sportsman's Expo at the Colorado Convention Center. You can catch some shuttles now over at Elages and only 10 bucks. And you know what? I would highly recommend that. Parking is not real fun downtown. But uh, hope you'll come see us. We will be here till 7 o'clock tonight. Dave Prophet joins us now from American Heroes in Action, and we've been working together um, three or four years now and uh, with Dave and uh, his group. So, Dave, always good to see you, sir. Thank you, Scott. Good to be here. So inform our listening audience a little bit about you. American Heroes in Action provides therapeutic outdoor adventures for our combat-wounded veterans and other American heroes. Okay, good deal. And we got a banquet coming up in April. Saturday, the 25th of April, we're doing our uh, fourth annual fundraising banquet. Right, and people can come down at your booth, and you're under, if people look in their program, you're under the American Legion booth now. Correct, right? we're sharing the booth with the American Legion. Okay, and uh, you got some raffle tickets down there? We have two very good looking firearms. We've got the Howa okay. 6.5 Creedmoor and a 1911 pistol, both painted red, white, and blue, stars and stripes. Oh, that's cool. All right, and that drawing will be? That's going to be Friday, April 17th. Okay. And we're going to draw two tickets. The first winner gets his or her choice. The second winner gets what's left, or what we've been telling people. The first winner gets a gun. The second winner gets a different gun. <laughs> wow, cool. And uh, you can go to AmericanHeroesInAction.org for more information. But I'm telling you, this is a great group. And, you know, we, we really, uh, for lack of a better term, check out, you know, the groups that we uh, kind of connect with. Because, Dave, as you know, sometimes some other groups have ruined it for others, you know. They have. But uh, you guys are a great group. And we also work with Outdoor Buddies as well, another great group. But I uh, hope you'll come down and see them. Hey, buy some raffle tickets from them. Go to the website. Check out the banquet. We'll be being emceeing that again, and uh, it is a great, great deal. And you know, just take uh, another minute, Dave. Just talk about maybe a, a recent story of mine where you took a veteran out. Well, I, I want to tell you this, Scott. We did the numbers, crunched the numbers for 2019. We did 113 different participants. We took wow. them on 35 different adventures in seven different states. And here's what we've done so far in 2020. We did a, a bison hunt in Kansas. We got a, a Purple Heart recipient got a bison. Uh, the next day, we went down to uh, San Luis Valley, and we had a Purple Heart recipient take a six-point bull elk. Just, just Wednesday morning, we had one of our archery hunters up in Nebraska take a deer. And next weekend, we're taking eight combat wounded veterans on a nighttime hog hunt down in Texas. Oh, there wow. you go. That'll work. Well, good deal. Well, again, check them out, AmericanHeroesInAction.org, and uh, come see them. They're at the American Legion booth, and uh, they will get you fixed up there and get you some raffle tickets. Dave can tell you more about the organization. And, hey, maybe you're looking for a, a group to get involved with, the volunteer. Dave, we can always use some extra help in volunteers. Always looking for volunteers. All right. But, hey, man, we appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. Thank you very much. 
Once again, we're coming to you live from the International Sportsman's Expo. We have guests lined up here for you, and so we're going just from guest to guest. And uh, next is our good friend Alan Kirby from Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And uh, as I mentioned, we will be having the elk calling contest tonight at 5 o'clock. So you have until 3 p.m. to come by our booth or the RMEF booth and sign up. We'll get you in the proper division, and uh, that is going to be a lot of fun and some cash prizes as well. So Mr. Kirby joins us now. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a busy day for Man, the Elk Foundation. It is, it is a busy day, sure. for sure. So a few things I want to talk about uh, real quick. Um, one is this whole wolf issue. So take a minute and just kind of tell us what you guys are doing with that. Well, we just came out this past week after, you know, the signatures had been approved by the Secretary of State. Uh, we've got a, a one-page fact sheet that we're passing out here at the show. You can come by our booth. Um, and we've got just fact sheets on, you know, the potential impacts of this happening. And the biggest thing is, is there's been several groups that have gotten together, and we're all going under the banner of Coloradoans Protecting Wildlife. We have our own website. It's fully funded by these groups, and it's putting out the same message in the same language to inform folks of if this does go through, the impacts to not only you know hunters and the wildlife, sure. but you know the possibility of recreational opportunities being a little less likely in those areas for a while if they are introduced and. You know, it's been a busy week for us with all the information coming out, uh, with CPW, you know, saying that we do officially have an established pack in Colorado now. Um, you know, a lot of the groups we're connected with naturally, if they've come into the state, you know, we're we're all fine with that. But um, and it's just, um, you know, some folks out there are calling it a reintroduction, but that's not the species that was native to Colorado. Okay. Our focus is. This is an actual introduction of a totally new species to the state, which is much bigger than what we had a couple hundred years ago. So, um, you know, if folks want to go, it's just that Coloradoans Protecting Wildlife.org website. There'll be a lot of information coming out. Um, we have a lot of other things coming down the road in the next couple weeks with some local stations and uh, working with the media to get the word out and. and move on from there so okay good deal and um boy people if they're not a member become a member i mean it's a it's a great organization um personally i've been involved with them for 30 years either as a volunteer or a staff member um that's been half my life they take three-year-olds you signed <laughs> up when you were three geez i'm only 33 now wow thank you scott i feel about 60 but no it's a great organization you know if you can't come by the show and, and sign up as a membership our annual membership is 35 dollars yep. we've got other levels up to life memberships for 1799 and if you did that one uh you get a henry silver boy golden 20 or silver 22 with elk foundation engraving on it so then just go to our website, rmef.org. Uh, we have a brand new website rolling out in about 10 days. Okay. We've kind of refreshed our logo and everything, and uh, it's an exciting time for us. Great. Now, the elk calling contest tonight. Give us a few highlights for that. Uh, it's always fun to come out. Um, we go from peewee divisions. We have youth division, uh, women's division, voice-only division, men's division, professional division. So... Um, the crowd's always been great. 
you know, a lot of participants. We've been over at the booth signing everybody up this morning. Okay, cool. Um, like crazy. So, you know, we'll have a good group of participants and um, it's fun to watch the little peewees because sure. they they are pretty impressive, some of them, and they're a little scared. So, you know, we work with them to get their comfort level, you know, down where they can get up on stage and do a few out calls and get a bunch of applause and go home and go, wow, I want to keep doing this. Absolutely. Well, again, get by the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation uh, trailer as well. They've got some great mounts there. They've also got a, a little store set up. You can buy some REMEF logo yep. merchandise. And uh, we want to thank Davis Tents. They've been a good sponsor for you guys, and they're with us as well. Yeah, they've been tremendous supporters probably almost 30 years you know, to not only the Elk Foundation, but other conservation groups with, you know, the donations they make for their canvas wall tents. And, you know, I've done banquets a lot of years, and you'll have some families that have six of their tents now. Sure. They just keep adding more tents and more tents, and it's, you know, a quality company, and they've been a great partner for the Elk Foundation and other wildlife groups. Right. And Will there is a relatively new owner there, just a great guy. You can check them out, of course, at their address, 4635 Jason Street in Denver. But better than that, come down and see them here at the International Sportsman's Expo. Mention you heard about them here on the show, and I promise you they'll do something extra for you. So, Alan, man, we appreciate it, and we look forward to the elk calling contest. Well, thanks, and uh, just to let the folks know, we do have a little event after the elk calling That's contest. That's right. Go ahead and tell about that. hasn't been publicized too much, but... Uh, we're just calling it uh, an evening for conservation. It runs from 6.30 to 8. It'll uh, be outside the doors past the uh, outdoor merchandise booth. Uh, we're going to do about four live auction items. Uh, one would be a 2020 PBR package. Uh, we have a Quigley Ford Custom Scope, which runs about $1,400 if you bought it directly from them. We're also doing a Kodiak gun safe, up to 32 long guns, and we've got the brand-new model of the Matthews bow we're going to auction off. So cool. wow. folk, folks can come down to the show. Uh, there's no ticket required to get into the room. If you do come down um, after 6, you can get in the door free, but if you come in before then, there'll be a table set up right outside uh, the main doors to get in the show and just tell the person sitting there, it's just RMEF 2020, and they'll get you a free ticket. You can come in and join us for a little social hour and help us raise a little money for Elk this evening. Good deal, bud. We're looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Thank you, Alan. All right. You're listening to Sportsman Colorado again. If you're just turning on the radio, don't go anywhere. We've got a jam-packed hour with you. We have a, a lot of special guests with us, and one um, we're really proud to have with us. Greg Lopez is going to join us here in a minute, and uh, Greg is running for governor, and uh, we're going to be speaking with him, so don't go anywhere. All right. We're going to be talking now with Chris, and um, Chris is with Cook's Outfitting in Saskatchewan. How are you, bud? Not bad. How about yourself? We're doing great. So tell us a bit about you guys. Um, I'm just a smaller outfitter um, located in the state of Saskatchewan. I specialize in deer and bear. And I really like to see when the you get the father-son type hunts or, you know, the father-daughter. But family hunts, you know, it's just a small camp, and I like to keep the family atmosphere. Sure. So, Kevin, I'll, I'll be your son. That's you right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had, take me hunting. Just take had me my hunting. kids show up. Maybe they, we, can, we can talk to you after the show about right. that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So, uh, um, as far as uh, 
getting there and all that, where do you fly into? What are some of those details? Uh, if somebody flies in, they fly into Saskatoon and rent a car and come to camp. It's about two hours and 45 minutes from Saskatoon. Um, if they drive from the convention center, it's about 16 and a half hours. Okay. So it's a fairly short drive um, compared to right you know some of the southern states and then so you want to get a bear so a bear hunt will run you about what 2700 plus license uh that includes all your meals lodging we do all the work take you to and from the stands and uh trophy care right. um about 100 percent and it's it, it's a good time because you don't get too cold in the spring sure and then what about uh getting meat or you know things back and things for your taxidermy whatever um you can either have it processed up there or uh basically chunk it up you know debone it and bring it back okay the bear there's no special regulations i mean you can bring the whole head but deer everything's gotta you know be deboned no brain matter spinal gotcha cord. gotcha and what's your booth number uh 938 all right 938 so if you come down here at the expo and you're looking for a great hunt i tell you i visited these guys a little bit earlier and, and really truly a great value great deal for what you get and it's called cook's outfitting their booth is 938 and uh, again just great guys and i promise you they'll take good care of you there so hey man we appreciate it thanks a lot uh right. follow follow the facebook page in a few weeks uh when the shows slow down i'm doing a veterans hunt giveaway okay. so um i'm gonna have the veteran uh, he's coming up this spring with bear and he'll draw the name for next year i mean it doesn't cost anything awesome. you just uh nominate somebody and and it's just my way of trying to pay back oh man that, that's great we appreciate that very much all right well thanks for having me we're, gonna, we're gonna figure out how to come get a bear with you <laughs> sounds good all right bud thank you very much all right thanks Chris. thank you again that was uh chris with cook's outfitting saskatchewan in booth 938 you know scott it's interesting relating to the outfitters you know there's so many different outfitters here yeah. at the show and uh the nice thing about what we do is we're able to talk with them a lot of the outfitters i mean you've gone and and done the, the the hunts with them and so that uh, folks have the opportunity to really get a sense of what the outfitter is like because otherwise i don't know it's difficult for a person sure. just walking down here because i'm just gonna be on it anybody can get a booth here right you know and i mean you don't know if the person here and i think that's questions you got to ask are you going to be the one picking me up at that's the airport right. or guiding me and yeah because you know some people broker out things they just have salespeople here yeah they're never in saskatchewan so and i speak. and i think that's a really yeah. good point that we want to remind people when they are looking at all these different outfitters is asking those critical questions relating to how exactly your hunt has taken place I mean, we've seen it with the african hunts sure with uh, bushman's quiver and what a great job they do and the fact that there's a bunch of folks here from africa that we really don't know anything about you really want to do your due diligence exactly well as i mentioned before our last guest uh, we are extra proud to have their next guest on <laughs> greg lopez and uh met greg uh, oh, a couple of months ago um well actually we met at we, the uh, yeah. western conservative yeah, summit yep a year ago in the last the and, last uh, election cycle yeah <laughs> right. and i'll be honest my show doesn't get into politics even our weekday show we do but man i just i go i like that guy you know <laughs> i mean i just i believe him and i trust him you know and so uh told greg we'd like to have him come down and uh, come on a few minutes and kind of talk about yourself and your campaign and uh well, man, you know, glad you're here yeah thanks scott i really appreciate you having me and kevin you know this is a great day i mean this really reflects what colorado's all about sure. right Absolutely. the outdoors you know the beauty what we what we stand for the ruggedness you know this is really what I really love about Colorado. If you've ever traveled to 64 counties, yeah. you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, 
Well, you probably felt like that when you were trying to park, (laughs) traveling 64 counties. That's right. That's right. No, you know what? I mean, I I had a great conversation just in another booth about, you know, stopping the introduction of the wolf here to Colorado, you know, because of the dangerous thing that it would bring and the detriment it would do to agricultural and farming and ranching. And so, you know, I'm running for governor again in 2022 because I truly believe Colorado's going in the wrong direction. I do not want to turn into California, yep. and it seems like everywhere we turn, right, what we, we see is happening here in Colorado. All we got to do is look to California, and we can see what's coming our way. Yep. Other yep. liberal liberal states that they've given us the roadmap for our legislators to move forward on something, and it's not, that's not what we need. No, we don't. You know what? I'm going to tell you. You know, I told people that we, if we had a Democratic governor, we were going to turn into California, and it's happening in front of us as we speak. Yep. And one of the things that I want to bring to the governor's office is really having someone that understands what it means to be in the trenches and wanting to listen to all the voters. I mean, you think about what happened in the last election cycle as it pertains to oil and gas. Yeah. Right? The people spoke. The governor said, you know what? Too bad. Exactly. Right? They're trying to take our away our vote for the president, national popular vote. So here's one of the things that I've come up with and I'm talking to a lot of people about. I think it's time that Colorado introduced an electoral college system here in the state for statewide elected officials. You know, where rural Colorado has really a say into mm-hmm. who's the next elected officials are going to be statewide. Because as we know, in the urban corridor, you got the 10 biggest counties. However they decide to take the state, that's where we're going to go. Right. And that's that's not fair to the rest of the state that you know has the the largest land mass but not as many people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we need to listen to everybody because you know my motto was it's about all of us, not just some of us. Right. You know, and so it's very important for us to come together and recognize that we need to come together as Coloradans and fight for the soul of Colorado. Greg, if folks don't know who you are and what your background is, can you give us a little bit about, let's talk about the things that you've done in your life prior to making this this decision sure. to run for governor. You know, uh, I was very fortunate. I'm the former mayor of Parker, Colorado. So I like to tell everybody everything you like about Parker, I probably did. Everything <laughs> you don't like, it had to be the guy that came in sure, after me. Right. You know, but I am the former president of the Denver Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm a veteran. I'm a former executive director of an organization that represented the black, the Asian, the Native American, and Hispanic small business owners. And most recently, I am the former director of the United States Small Business Administration here in Colorado. You know, so I really feel I have the skill sets and the ability to make Colorado a great state. You know, something that we can be proud of. You know, and if anybody wants to know more about me, they can go to my website. You know, LopezForGovernor2022.com. Again, that's LopezForGovernor2022.com. You know, reach out. You know, I'm going to raise over $3 million. And here's the deal. We all know that no one's going to be able to outspend Governor Polis. Mm -hmm. He wrote a $26 million check out of his personal bank account. No one's going to be able to write a check like that. No. So here's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be looking to develop an army of a lot of volunteers. And the way I'm going to get $3 million is I only need 12,500 people to commit to give $10 a month for the next 24 months, and we will raise $3 million. Yeah. You know, yep. so it's, it's like a cup of coffee. Right. You know, if you go to Starbucks, you're going to spend 10 bucks. But it's time that we invest in our state. Agreed. Absolutely. So, again, that's Lopez for Governor 2022, and uh, we are going to try to do some other things with Greg to try to help him, and uh, um, I am – 
Certainly no big shot on the radio, but I'm going to tell you, sure I'm, you are. I'm endorsing you. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I've, never got, I've never got to say that I for anybody. That. I'm endorsing you. Yeah, so uh, we're going to figure it out. And I'm telling you, if you're uh, a gun person, and by that I mean, you know, you believe in your gun rights, we need a governor that's going to be protecting those for us that's and right. looking out that's for right. us. So that's I'm a strong Second Amendment. I was the only that's candidate that fought against the red flag bill. That's what I was going to ask you next. Yeah. Is those folks that are here that are worried about all this bad, the press about finding out what this red flag bill is all about what's your feelings about it and how the implementation is going to affect well, first the of all i'm going to tell you it was the wrong thing to do you know we all know that it's not the gun that causes these types of violence sure. that happens it's the person behind it yeah you know and for anyone to feel that by hampering law-abiding citizens to protect themselves right this is going down a slippery slope and i'm going to tell you whatever i can when i become governor we're going to turn that around good that would be good. Well, man, we appreciate it, and uh, let's get together and figure out some more stuff let's to do. do. We're going to help you. Sounds good. Thank right? you so much. Okay, it's buddy. Pleasure Thank being you. With you guys, good man. to see you. Take that care. is Governor Greg Lopez. I just want to see how that sounds. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, again, we are going to try to do all we can to help. He has dropped off a few hats here. Hey, if you would like a Lopez for Governor hat, we've got about a dozen of them. Come on by the booth, and uh, we will get you one. <sighs> Come Kevin, on, let's go, Let's Scott. go, let's man. Go, All right, go, here go, we go. go. Kevin Flesh is with us. And again, if you're just getting in the car or turn on the radio, we're coming to you live from the International Sportsman's Expo. This is the 44th annual show. A lot of our sponsors and guests are here, so I hope you'll come by and see us. Our booth number is 827. Now we're glad to welcome Danielle. And uh, Danielle is with the, is it Beamer? Beamer. Beamer Group. Okay, Danielle. So, uh, man, we got to talk a little bit this morning and uh, uh unbelievable story that you have so take just a few minutes and kind of share us your story and how you got into this business certainly thanks scott for having me um, beamer is a fda registered in-home vascular therapy medical device and i'm here at the sportsman's expo today because um, i had a severe immune disorder and i had started archery hunting i went on one whitetail hunt in kansas i loved it i was hooked and then i got sick and I, uh, due to this disorder, I had my chest cut into four times. Oh. Yeah, seven surgeries in 15 months, eight rounds of dose-dense chemotherapy. I was on oxygen for eight months. Couldn't pull my bow back. It was taken away from me. Well, two years in, struggling, um, saved by the Lord, I was introduced to this medical device. And it's an in-home device that you use twice a day, eight minutes in the morning, eight minutes in the evening. And I can tell you, in four days, using the attachments, all my discomfort was gone in my chest, and I could pull my bow back again. So I've been on the device for three years. I'm hunting again. I got my first turkey this year. I got well, my first good. bull elk this year. Well, you, you're one bull elk ahead of me because <laughs> I did not in archery this year. Well, so. it was not archery, actually, oh, okay. this okay. year. Um, I'm still working up towards that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm here today at the expo. Uh, this is my third year. We're offering free eight-minute sessions. We're booth 2616. Okay. And, um, you know, we're just offering free eight-minute sessions. This is the gift of health. And there's so many people out there struggling with something. It's not disease-specific. It's just really getting to the foundation of why people are getting sick. And, you know, people here are coming. They're spending $10,000, $15,000 on a hunt. 
Right. Well, I can tell you, by the time your pocketbook can afford that hunt, sure. sometimes your body cannot. Right. And that's why I'm here, to offer this gift to people. And it's very affordable. That way we can keep it in every home. So okay. our goal is a Beamer in every home, and we're working hard to do that. So I appreciate you sharing sharing this journey with me. If folks are interested about the device, what exactly does it do to help you with your health? So what it does is it works on uh, microcirculation in the microvessels, the capillaries. So it really, our bodies were designed to heal themselves, but the toxins in our environment, sure. stress, stress is a big one. The food we eat, yeah. you know, we were also meant to walk 40 miles a day and hunt saber-toothed tigers. <laughs> None of us are doing that. Right. So right. what this does, it just submits a gentle frequency into the body and gets the microcirculation going. It gets oxygen, nutrients to your cells, and waste removed. And your body then does as God intended, and that's to heal itself. Sure. So it's just a tool. Um, but I don't want you to have a story like I had. Right, right. You know, so it's very preventative, and a lot of athletes are also using it. You know, it gives that extra edge, the release of lactic acid after a workout, mm -hmm. delayed onset muscle soreness, all those things. So it's truly been a gift in my life, and I just know there's people out there that are praying for something. Sure. And we have that, and we're just blessed to be here and to be able to offer free eight-minute sessions to everyone we can we oh, can. good. Meet. Well, I hope you'll get by our booth. And see Danielle, let her know you heard about her here on the show. And I know you're probably doing some kind of show special or whatever, but if, you know, if you come by and mention the show, um, maybe she can do something a little extra for you. But anyway, it's the Beamer Group, and it is 2616 uh, C is her booth. And is the website BeamerGroup.com? Yes, BeamerGroup.com or mine is HuntHealthy.com. HuntHealthy, I like that. Yeah. HuntHealthy.com. I'll have to start doing that one day, Hunting yeah. Healthy. Yeah. All, right. All right, Danielle. Hey, thank you for thank waiting you. and being patient, too. Not a problem. All righty. All right, as I mentioned, we're having the elk calling contest tonight, sponsored by the Rocky Mountain Elk. Uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation uh, contest, and that will be tonight and uh, at 5 o'clock. Now, you have until 3 o'clock to come sign up for that, and you can do that at our booth at 827, or, or you can do it at the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation uh, trailer they have. You can sign up for that. But you've heard this gentleman on the show for um, a couple of years now, uh, Tom Deasing with Mile High Note Game Calls. And, Tom, uh, I guess you guys are going to be entering that. Yeah, we'll be out there blowing the old elk calls feel like I've been doing it for 30 years because I guess I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it never gets old, you know. I, yeah. I love blowing the, the elk call and uh, I can't imagine not doing it. Sure. So. And you do classes I do. Uh, a lot and uh, yeah, help yeah, people and, out too. And boy, uh, there's, there's a big crowd down here today and we're having a blast and uh, a lot of interest in the classes. I think I'm going to be pretty busy this summer, so sure. anybody interested, uh, just I'll well, contact my website and get my contact information and give me a call and we can get you signed up. Okay, good deal. Um, now you can get your products at what locations? I am currently in Shields, Sportsman's Warehouse, Jack Stores, and I have a website, uh, milehighnotegamecalls.com. Okay. And most of the archery shops in northern Colorado are carrying them. So pretty, pretty everywhere. Great. You can drive to my house, too. Ring the doorbell and I'll sell you some calls. All right. <laughs> Uh, well, we're jam-packed with people here, but sure. I can't let you sit here without making a few calls yeah, for you us. Yeah, you got to do something right. So call us in a bull. All right, let's do a bugle here.
<laughs> All right, now. And then give us a good cow call, your best cow call. I started to say there came a cow now, but that, <laughs> that would not be good. Okay. <laughs> he makes that look so easy. Yeah, uh, uh, no, I'm telling you, he does, yeah. Red, Red used to crack up. He says, I just cannot blow those diaphragm calls. I said, well, Red, you do have to take it out of the plastic. <laughs> yeah. no, anyway. The nice thing is, too, you could do turkey calls as well. I'll do a little turkey shot. Probably not quite as good as my friend Chris Rowe, but, <laughs> but I could do a turkey call. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, man, good luck tonight All righty. in the contest, and we appreciate it. Again, it's mile-high note game calls. Your booth is? Uh, 459. 459. Okay. All right, good deal. Again, Kevin Flesh is with us, and we're going to be talking with Chris Rowe here in just a minute, Quentin Smith as well from QRS Outdoors. And, uh, a gentleman that we see every year here as well that has the coolest mounts, uh, furs, gloves, all kinds of stuff, uh, is going to join us now, and it is George. Yeah, he's out of Western Montana Fur Center. So, George, hey, man, we've been seeing each other for a number of years. Good to finally get you on. We have. We've been down here for the last 10 years doing this show. It's a great show. Denver's a great city. Yes, sir, it sure is. So tell us a little bit about all your products. Where do you get all this stuff from? Well, we're Western Montana Fur Center, and we're the largest raw fur buyers west of the Mississippi. We buy more cats and coyotes than any company west of the Mississippi. Uh, we buy also, we buy wolves, wolverines in Canada and Alaska. Uh, we carry uh, gloves, uh, fur blankets, coats, hats. Mounts of all kinds, wolf pelts, wolverine pelts, everything in the fur business we carry. Well, I hope we get you a lot of wolf pelts. Yes. That's going to be our goal, getting you some wolf pelts. <laughs> they uh, introduced wolves in Montana, and I think something like 2001, and, and I was asked what I thought about that, and I said, it's all right, in 10 years we'll be able to hunt them, and it was exactly 10 years when they had a season in Montana. And now the wolves are making uh, a lot of trouble for the elk coming out of Yellowstone Park. Yeah, sure. Gardner, Montana used to have 2,500, 3,000 elk come out after the first of the year, and there are special late hunts. Last couple of years, 30, 40 elk come out because of the wolves. Wow. Makes a lot of difference. Yeah, it sure does. Absolutely. They are a predator. There's no question about it, and they love elk. They do. Yeah. And, and wolves really, people don't know it, but wolves kill for pleasure. Uh, one rancher in the Bitterroot in Montana had something like 94 cows or calves killed in one night by a pack of wolves. No kidding. That's a lot of, lot of beef. That's be a lot of beef. One time. Man. Well, George, man, you're, like I say, you're a staple here, boy, at the ISCU and, boy, great products over here behind us. So I hope folks will come down and see you. I tell you what, if they mention they heard you today on Sportsman of Colorado, do something a little special for them, will you? I'll plan. I'll do that without any trouble. That'll All be right, fine. Sir. Thank you very much. No. I appreciate being on. We Absolutely. appreciate it. Thank you very Thank much, you. sir. Thank you. All righty. 
All right, and uh, we're going to have Quentin Smith on, then we're going to have Chris Rowe on here with us here in just a moment. Chris has done this fantastic seminars here. We'll be speaking even a little later today, so we will get that going as well. Quentin Smith, QRS Outdoor Specialties. How are you, sir? Good, Scott. How are you? We're doing good. Talking good. as fast as we can. As fast as we can. <laughs> good. That's the fun part about all of this. So I, was, I, I took the light rail down today, and a uh, guy who I was sitting next to uh, doing the same thing, coming to the show, and he was, you know, looking for an elk hunt in Colorado, and I said, go see my buddy over at QRS, QRS Outdoors. Tell us a little bit about what's going on, what you guys are doing at the show, and well, yeah, the folks so that you're looking to help. Of course, Western Big Game Hunting, you know, that's our, our specialty. Been doing that here now. This show for us is 22 years. Wow. Now. We've been at this wow. show, so excited about that. But uh, just been, uh, of course, Western Big Game Hunting. So mule deer, whitetail, antelope, elk, moose, black bear, Colorado and Wyoming across the board. Um, so all kind of five-day Western Big Game Adventures. So, so talk about the different the uh, different locations that you have and what people have for opportunities. So, so two major operations. The one here in Colorado is going to be based on more of a mountainous-style situation with um, five-day hunts, doing doing uh, more blind hunting than we actually do spot and stalk. Uh, we can kind of incorporate both of those, being the adaptive style in the hunting and, and trying to do that across the board. We've done lots of work on our property, um, lots of agriculture work in things to enhance our um, habitat and things for the country and, and really have brought a lot of animals to us. Yeah. Um, so we can really cater very well to that one. Our Wyoming one's going to be more of that desert-style country, but big rock mountains, rolling sagebrush, um, but just tons and tons of animals on it. So we call it the American Serengeti because it's got lots and a lot. People see lots and lots of game while they're on that hunt. Sure. And you got a place in Wyoming as well. That's right. So tell us about that a yep, little bit. Yep, so that's Split Rock Ranch, uh, 220,000-acre ranch up there. Uh, we do all the, the big game species is there. Of course, non-residents have to secure tags through the draw system up there, but we've kind of got that figured out, what it takes to draw and preference sure. points and, and all of that kind of stuff. And then we do evolve vacation rentals and, and corporate retreats on that, some fishing adventures, and then we've we partnered with Best of the West this year and hosting some shooting schools at the ranch. Yeah, that's so we've be got, cool. Oh, that's We've cool. got three shooting schools we're going to be hosting with them. We're providing the guns and the ammo and everything for guys to come out and, and do those shoots with us. And... Uh, and learn how to do long-distance shooting. It's not all about long-distance shooting. You're, you're trying to find the dynamics and learn how those guns work and how to how to take on elevation and distances and wind and, and all of that kind of stuff across the board. And we're actually going to tie one to a buffalo hunt this year. And so they'll be able to come out, do a two-day school with us, and do a buffalo hunt at the end of it. So wow. they can learn to do some long-distance shooting and get a kill on the deal at the same time. Sure. Now, you got to few spots which are rare for you uh, but you got a few spots still in 2020 right right so some, some cow elk hunts still available that way uh, and then i've got uh, one muzzleloader hunt now okay. i just booked one here yesterday okay. so uh, we got one more muzzleloader hunt this year and then we're got some stuff in 2021 still looking available but all right absolutely come on see quentin booth 515 515 is the booth and uh come by and see him let him know you heard about him here on the show and uh quentin will do his best to get you hooked up in 2020 or 2020 21 and uh as i mentioned before you know and, and there are great people here i don't want to uh, give you that idea there's not but anybody can get a booth here anybody can say anything behind the booth but you know what you got to have people you can trust and hunt with quality people and and you know there's no guarantee hey i've That's been with right. you and hadn't got a shot before but you know right. what hunting's hunting but you know hunting with you guys and and with a good guy in a good place your chances highly increase 
And you know you guys do everything you can to get somebody in there to take a nice animal. Free range is free range yep. and we all understand wild free game hunting and, and so that can bring on anything from weather it all takes in place of it. But the biggest part is being a teamwork and in, in, in a team partnership between you the hunter and us sure. the guide and, and us knowing the property and how the elk or deer work in our property and you coming in as the hunter being prepared and willing to work with us and listen and, and us putting together a plan and that's that's what comes together. Absolutely. You can Absolutely. check them out at QRSoutdoors.com. I was just going to say, and the other thing that you spoke of earlier about working on the property and having things in place agriculturally so that those animals are going to be there. You're right. there all year long, so you know how they're moving around, and it gives the the average average hunter that doesn't have the months to sort of pre-scout and do all the things necessary a real chance at getting an animal. I've been able to hunt all over the world and blessed to do so, and, and I go with outfitters all the time, and that's because when when I'm coming as a hunter, I only get to go for four or five days, right. and I've got a very limited time, and so if I'm having to go into a new area and spend my time trying to learn it, it's day four before I've got it figured sure. out. And so taking someone and working with someone ahead of time, you know how to hunt all the animals. Everybody out there does, right. but they don't know the ground and the animals. Yeah. And you know what, let me just say this in closing out this segment here. Uh, trust your guide. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason Listen they're the guide and you're hunting. You know, if they tell you, hey, we need to back out right now, and you may not understand why, or if they say, hey, we just need to get out of here and come back tomorrow, and you're thinking there's two hours of daylight, they know why. That's exactly right. So just right. trust your guide. No doubt. And do what they tell you to do, and that's probably going to make your hunt more successful. Don't ever be afraid to ask questions. That's the sure, best yeah. part about it because we get blinders on as well because right. we've done it so much. But at the end of the day, you couldn't you couldn't hit that more on the head. Trust yep. them, listen to what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and and uh, that that's great advice. Yeah, good deal, Quentin. Right. Hey man, we appreciate hey, it. See you All later. Right. Thank you. Thanks. All right. We got Chris Rowe coming up next, and uh, Chris will be taking a center stage here at 3 o'clock doing his seminar on elk hunting success. And uh, Chris has just done a tremendous, tremendous job here for the International Sportsman's Expo and just a, just a all-around great guy and a wealth of information. So. I can't set you up any better than that, dude. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? Good, good. Goodness gracious, what a show. Yeah, that's Man, busy I'm today. telling you. No, it's, I, I, I'm kind of impressed after, you know, how many, what, 99 I started doing this show, and I'm really liking it this year. There's a lot of new vendors that are actually yep. worth stopping and looking at. I've sure. already spent money, which I never do at this show, <laughs> so, no, it's been good. Good. So fill us in a little bit on the on your idea of the wolf thing here. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Um, as a biologist, as a manager, is the idea of wolves in the backcountry and, and wolves in the landscape awesome? Absolutely it is. The, the problem is, um, for Colorado, I'm, and I, I kind of agree with our uh, agency folks, we, we don't have the dynamic of the habitat and the we don't have the components that go into a successful, healthy relationship with wolves on the landscape in Colorado, not with the recreation we have, the human pressure we have, and the lack of really true um, isolated areas where I think wolves... Because, again, people overlook the fact that behaviorally, these animals, they, they have innate behavior. And if you're an evolutionary biologist, if you're, you know, it doesn't matter where your proclivities are, they, they have innate behaviors that are deep and it, it doesn't ma it doesn't matter if you want them to do something or if you'd like the idea of them getting along or the, them to stay and put you know stay here or do right. this Th that's not how they operate and Colorado is 
Unfortunately, this day and age, just not the place where I think we're going to find success with it. And I think people that are talking about voting yes on the initiative, I, I, I wonder if they realize the logistics of what is likely going to happen with their ability to recreate across the state in areas where wolves are being actively, I will say, managed for their existence. Because if, if they do re bring wolves in, there is going to be this period of where they're trying to get them settled and they're trying to get it. You can look back on the history of the Lynx reintroduction. You can look back on any ESA uh, activity on federal public lands and such where there will be significant restrictions. Right. Um, the CPW has already talked about the fact that human recreation on the landscape is already causing population effects on some of our elk herds in the state. Yep. And if you're going to put an apex predator in there, then obviously you're going to additionally put pressure on those herds. Now, the, the state has to manage all wildlife in a balance. If people are causing problems already, and then we put wolves in on top of it, I can tell you from a regulatory standpoint, it will not be the wolves that are, are, are dealt with. Right. What, what it'll be is the wolf is given free reign, and then it's people that are saying, okay, well, you know what, there's too much pressure here, so no more winter recreation. So if you like your cross-country skiing, you like your backcountry skiing, you like your snowmobiling, you like your winter recreation out there, uh, sorry, we've got a wolf pack here, and it's a critical reintroduction, so we have to keep people out. Mm -hmm. um, in the summer, oh, well, sorry, there's, there's, the wolf pack is here, and we're trying to let them establish, and we have some issues with calving, so you guess what? Uh, we, we can't let you be mountain biking out here. The hiking is, it, you're going to see restrictions. It's already happened in the past. It's going to happen in the future. And I just don't know if people are looking at this from a reality standpoint or just purely the emotional idea of, wow, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, it would be cool. It just doesn't work for what we have here. And that's just the unfortunate part of it. You know, sure. Yeah, and, and they're already. I mean, we've got a pack in the state. You yeah. know, we do. And, and they've uh, been in and out, uh, you know, for right. years. But if we've got a pack that's already coming in, well, in my opinion, if that is the case, they are finding areas where they are allowed that where they can function behaviorally. So let's allow them to do so within reason. Yep. You know, we got to keep an eye on it and manage it, but. Let's allow that to happen without throwing an artificial monkey wrench in there just because it's, it's a, it, it seems like a neat idea. Yes. So, yeah. but it's going to be interesting. It, it, you, it's going to be an interesting ride, that's for sure. Absolutely. It, it definitely puts uh, several different organizations at odds that politically have a lot, well, yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, things to talk about all the way around. And especially with the amount of human beings that are coming to Colorado and the recreation that we expect this place to give us when we get here. Um, introducing an apex predator like that, I think, is very difficult when, when you look at the whole plan. Well, you, you, you surprised me. I wasn't thinking you wanted to talk about this topic, but it's no, I, it's, we, it's, had, we had we uh, had uh, Alan Kirby on Rocky Mountain Elk. Oh Foundation. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're trying to get a, a lot of groups, and 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 then they're doing something smart here. They're trying to get all these groups to send out a central message where it's not a million yeah. different ways and, to go about it. You and, know, and we really okay. This is the other thing that I think people need to understand. 
and, and it's funny you bring this up is because my talk is about values, competing values on the landscape. And it's not, and my talk is not about uh, competing values between consumptive users and non-consumptive users or wolf lovers or not. Yeah. It's, it's about just the competing values within hunting community. But right. it's, a, it's a very real thing that everybody has a different value set. And it, it, in order for things to work on the landscape for all of us, we have to find a balance of those competing values. And that's it. with the unified message, what I would like to say is I, I agree with that, number one. And number two, people that are anti-wolf introduction, I think, would be wise to realize that a lot of the people that are pro-wolf, they're not stupid people. You know what I mean? They're not stupid people. Sure, right. and, and they're very intelligent, and they can articulate their points, and they're very passionate. And that's a good thing. So if we're going to have a message of, okay, we want to you know, offer an alternative viewpoint, it darn well better be intelligent. It better address both their intellectual arguments as well as their emotional arguments because as someone who's worked in the field of controversial wildlife management on the front range of Colorado for, you know, I've, I've, I've moved away from Colorado now, but for the past 20 years I was working in Colorado. I can tell you this, the average person that doesn't know the details, initially the emotional feel-good message is going to resonate. Mm -hmm. But if you come and you start sitting and talking to him and you say, yes, I understand where you're coming from and I like the idea too, but here's this, 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 and this that we need to think about, and you can provide an alternative to say, okay, this is what we're thinking about, and what 90%, 80-plus percent of those people will go, oh, that's a balanced approach. That's a reasoned approach. I, that makes sense. I, I heard the, the, the whack job wolf lovers, and I heard these whack job anti-wolf guys, yeah. Yeah. and I don't like either one of their message, but you know what? You make sense. This is not about you know, destroying every wolf on the planet. This is about, okay, do you like your Colorado way of life? And if you want wolves on the landscape, are you willing to give up a portion of what you enjoy on the landscape now for that opportunity to try because I'm not even convinced that it would be successful right. based on the human interference and the fragmentation of our populations yep. and, and, our, and our animals. So I don't know. I, I look at it from a lynx standpoint, and I'm not criticizing the CPW back in the day when they, when they tried to re or when they reintroduced lynx, but if you look at how that went down, we were the public was sold. They would say, "This is what we're going to do to reintroduce links, and this is all we're going to do." And they they gave assurances to the cattlemen and, and the wool growers and all, all these other people. Well, it's wildlife; it has a mind of its own and it has a behavior of its own. And so they brought in links and they put them in the best habitat we had in the state. Mm -hmm. And the links just said, "Thanks much, we're out," and they just flat left. Yep. So now what? Do you just scrap mm -hmm. it or you try more? No, it's never going to get scrapped. What are you going to do? Bring more in. Bring more in. Bring more. Keep trying. Keep trying until you finally get some that want to stay. How, we're not talking about a small cat. We're talking about a highly social, highly organized, very intelligent, large predator that is going to move long distances across the landscape. And I think what you're going to see is the Forest Service. I think you're going to see the BLM. Everybody is going to have to play reactionary management. And it's just yep. wherever the wolves go, all of a sudden, okay, now they take precedence, and everybody else is going to end up getting pushed out. And I don't know if people are thinking about that. Right. Sure. So, 
couple of minutes left here on this segment. Tell us about row hunting resources. Well, it's an it's in a nutshell, it's an education site. So it, again, bio, wildlife biologist, a long background in behavioral ecology and, and animal behavior, and I put that information in that website from an educate for an educational purpose, so that hunters or wildlife watchers or photographers or whatever, if you want to learn animal behavior, especially elk, deer, or turkey, elk is probably the biggest module we have in there. Uh, but if you want to learn about elk behavior, elk vocalizations, communication, why they do, what they do, when they do, where they do it, that website is free. It's an online library where you can just dive in. We've got over 50 hours of video-based education. And then the other part is I do manage properties, still do wildlife habitat improvements and, and consulting, and we manage the properties out in Kansas right. for deer and turkey and pheasant and all that type of stuff. He told so, me he's got some pheasant for us. There you go. we, we got so many birds this do year. You? It's aw- oh, it's awesome. Oh, we need to get out there. <laughs> it's Sadie's, awesome. Sadie needs a little uh, road trip. And yeah, it's no, been no, a great no. winter, so it's, yeah. it's been just beautiful weather. Nice. Absolutely. Chris, you'll be on stage at 3 o'clock at the Adventure Theater. 3 o'clock, talking about competing values on the landscape and how we can work together and just uh, re... It's a different seminar than I normally give, but I think it's one that's timely, and I think it's going to make some people think. All right, good deal, bud. Good. Thanks, Appreciate sir. it, man. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thanks, good job, guys. Good right. That's Chris Rowe. Kevin Flesh will actually be taking stage at 2 o'clock. Kevin's going to be doing a cheat sheet on Colorado gun laws. So that'll be at the Adventure Theater. So be sure and catch that. And then don't go anywhere for Chris Rowe coming up right then next. John's also a good friend of ours from American Mountain Supply. We met him through Aaron at Phoenix Weaponry. So, John, a little busy in here today. So um, tell us a little bit about your company here. we got a couple minutes here. We're jam-packed here, but take a couple minutes. Tell us about your We make a wide variety of nylon-based gun cases, holsters, um, and a lot of specialty cases as well. Okay, good deal. And then your booth is just right down the aisle from us here on aisle 800, correct? Booth, booth 840, yes. Booth 840, all right. So you, you make pretty much, if somebody comes in and maybe they've got something special, they need a, a special case, you can kind of tailor make anything, can't you? Yes, we do a lot of custom work. Um, and we've added um, bison leather to the line this year, and we embroider almost anything we make. Okay, good deal. And then uh, what's your website? AmericanMountainSupply.com. See, you kept it easy. Some yes. companies don't do that. So Amer- right. Right. AmericanMountainSupply.com. And uh, I know you probably do some show specials to you, but I tell you what, if folks come in here and mention the show, do something a little extra for them, if you would. We will. All right, and we you appreciate bet. it. And uh, we're looking forward to you maybe doing some stuff for us. And we're going to work out a little bit more of a partnership here with us and you and Phoenix Weaponry as well. Yeah, we will. All right, sir. Okay. We Thank appreciate you very much. it very much. Thank you. All righty. All right, and don't go anywhere at 2 o'clock. Uh, I sent a text to Dr. Stanley Thorne and said, hey, come on down to the convention center and do your show live from here. And then Steve threw something at me, but uh, <laughs> obligated <laughs> our engineer to hang out a little bit, but he's going to be coming down. And uh, Brad Probst is back with us, Bear Mountain Outfitters out of Kremlin. So, Brad, a little traffic in here today. It is a little congested <laughs> in here, for sure. <laughs> it's really good. And, uh, you know, folks, as I was mentioning about Outfitters, and just to let you know how we kind of do it here on this show, uh, uh, we really don't um, recommend people unless we have actually been there, hunted with them for Kevin on his side, fished with them, um, all that different thing. Because, you know, we know it's a big responsibility to take the time off, pay for the hunt, fishing trip, whatever. And, uh, you know, to be disappointed and maybe just wasn't all what you felt you were told. So uh, Bear 
Mountain Outfitters is someone that we've been with a couple of times now and just had tremendous um, uh, success with as far as, you know, CNL can be in there and, uh, you know, just great, great people. So those that didn't catch you on the other day, tell us a little about Bear Mountain Outfitters. Sure. So uh, we're uh, 16,000 acres of private property uh, surrounded by national forests. We have about seven and a half miles of the Continental Divide cut straight through our ranch. Um, we pride ourselves on not being greedy and trying to cram too many hunters in there. I've been here for 12 years, and I haven't added any more hunters. Um, we're, we're, uh, I, we certainly could. There's the amount of animals there to do it, but um, we have a high-quality hunt, and we intend to keep it that way. Sure. Um, so I'm yeah, pretty proud of that. And you got a couple of things open still, 2020. We do. I have a couple of spots in rifle, uh, third season. Um, these are spots that don't open all the time, so when they do open, people grab onto them, and I have some clients that have been with us for over 10 years, so... Um, when they find us, when people find us and get a spot, they kind of hold on to it, and, and so they don't open up very often. So I have a couple spots in uh, rifle, and I have a couple in archery, the first week of archery, and then we at, we started this year an archery antelope hunt. Um, so I have some of those available, which is uh, a neat deal. There's a ton of antelope. Last year we had uh, nine uh, buck hunters, and everyone got a buck. So okay. there's enough to go around and. Uh, the, the archery antelope is a tough one to do, and if it's on your bucket list, we can make it a little easier for you. Sure. All right, you can check them out at BearMountainOutfitters.com, but, hey, have a little fun with it. Come down here and see them here at the International Sportsman's Expo and your booth number? 2904, yeah. 2904, and, uh, again, it's Bear Mountain Outfitters. And if you're looking for a good quality hunt, I'm telling you, highly recommend them, endorse them. Any word I can use there to let you know they're great people, and uh, they will do everything they can to get you on a good animal and uh, great food and uh, also just great accommodations and uh, just super great people and a fun time. So, man, well, we thanks, appreciate Scott. it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Look forward to hunting with you again. All righty, bud. Same right, here. Right. Thanks, sir. All right. All right. Bye. That's Bear, uh, Brad Probst, Bear Mountain Outfitters. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, Kevin, boy, you got to get ready for your seminar. I do. I was just you? looking at my watch. Yeah. Going, hey, I got I got another date. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Kevin's going to be doing a seminar, as I mentioned, on a cheat sheet on Colorado gun laws and um, some other things just with our, our gun laws. And uh, even if he has some time, get into that red flag bill just a little bit. And uh, he'll leave some time for questions there. So uh, if you're around the area and you can get in here, get over there to the Adventure Theater for Kevin Flesh. And then Chris Rowe will be up next at 3 o'clock with Elk Hunting's Experience. Elk Hunting Experience equals Elk Hunting Success. I'll get it out in a minute. And then Nate Zielinski takes the stage at 4 o'clock. And Nate's also going to be doing a great seminar on hunting elk here in our great state. Well, come see us here. I promise you it'll be a lot more fun. Once again, we're at the Colorado Convention Center. Real quick, we'll recap the uh, times for you. We'll be here at 8 o'clock tonight, Saturday. The doors open at 10 a.m. and we'll close at 7. And then Sunday, the last day, 10 to 5, $16 for adult ticket, youth 15 and under free. You can also catch some shuttles over at Elitch Gardens for $10, and uh, they'll bring you over. And for all the seminars, dates, and times, you can go to sportsexpos.com for more information. But I hope you'll come see us again. Aaron and uh, Dave, they're right by us. Alan Schopner uh, from Lone Star Hunts is here. Quentin Smith, QRS Outdoors. So we've got all of our friends right here, and we can get you hooked up on a good fishing trip with Yes Bay or whatever you need. We'll get you hooked up. So, guys, Aaron, thank you. Thank you. All right, Dave, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. I want to thank Steve here for handling us here on site, Charlie back in the studio, and we want to thank you for joining us for this special edition of Sportsman of Colorado. Join us tomorrow, another live show from the convention center here and the 44th Annual International Sportsman's Expo. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect those of Crawford Broadcasting, the station, management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.